More than half of Vermont middle schoolers spend at least three hours a day on their screens. And much of that time is devoted to social media platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. The U.S. Surgeon General warned Congress last year that social media applications pose a profound risk to the mental health of children. But federal lawmakers have yet to pass any major Internet safety legislation. So some Vermont lawmakers say it's time for the state to take matters into its own hands. And in this week's edition of the Capitol Recap, reporter Pete Hirschfeld is here to tell us about a bill that would change the rules of the road for big tech in Vermont. Hi, Pete. Hi, Mary. Lawmakers have their hands full this year. Uh, Issues like housing, public safety. Why are they carving out time this session to deal with the issue of Internet safety? The quality and volume of research that shows a causal link between prolonged use of social media and poor outcomes for kids' mental health is growing by the day. And lawmakers here are increasingly worried about um, the effect that social media is having on the lives of young kids who live in Vermont. Juniper Galvani is a 17-year-old junior at Mount Mansfield Union High School. She actually spoke to lawmakers about this earlier this week. Uh, She told them she and her peers are keenly aware that social media is having a corrosive effect on their sleep patterns, their happiness, their general well-being. But she says things like push notifications and endless scrolling are just too compelling for the teenage brain to resist. Social media creates this overwhelming pressure to like demonstrate yourself and it makes you feel like you're not enough and it creates a lot of unrealistic expectations to live up to, especially for girls, I think, but everyone. Mary, the the Harvard School of Public Health issued a report in December that found that Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and X generated $11 billion in ad revenue in 2022 alone from users under the age of 18. And lawmakers say it's become clear to them that big tech has willfully designed these platforms in ways that hook kids so they can maximize profits. How exactly would the proposed legislation mitigate those harms that are caused by social media? This bill gets at the way in which social media platforms are designed. Uh, Tech companies make some very intentional decisions that determine the type of content kids see, how often they see it, how easy it is for them to access it, and how the consumption of that content affects their brains. Casey Mock is with a group called the Center for Humane Technology. This is a national nonprofit that was founded by technologists who are worried about the practices they're seeing in their own industry. Mock says, we have a long history in this country of enacting government-mandated safety standards that are meant to minimize the harm to consumers. And he says, we need similar standards for tech. We have a building code, right, that requires fire escapes, you know, smoke detectors, things like that. Um, it's up to the architect, right, however they want the building to look, what you know, form it's going to take and what function it's going to have so long as it has these sort of elements. So our approach to this legislation um, in general and policy in general takes that same approach. Just like we have standards for cribs and car seats, Casey Mock and Vermont lawmakers say we need them for social media. Um, This bill would require social media platforms to default to the highest privacy setting for young users. It would make it so strangers can't send direct messages to youngsters. It would bar companies from selling kids personal information. And perhaps most importantly, it would require tech companies to stop using features, design features, that it has reason to believe will inflict harm on young users. 
Mm. Uh, what have big tech companies like Meta and TikTok had to say about this particular bill? So no one at Meta or Alphabet or some of the other big tech companies that I reached out to responded to my request for an interview. But I was able to talk to Carl Zabo, and he is the vice president and general counsel of a trade association called NetChoice. Um, and NetChoice is funded by a lot of those big tech companies and often represents their interests in state legislatures. Zabo told me the Vermont bill is unconstitutional on its face and that it bans conduct that is clearly protected by the First Amendment. What it would do is it bans speech. It bans the way you organize content. It's the way it bans what stories get promoted and what stories don't get promoted. So Vermont's legislation is modeled after a law that was enacted in California two years ago. That law has not taken effect, though, because NetChoice filed a lawsuit challenging its constitutionality, and that case is currently pending in court. Um, NetChoice has also filed suit against laws in Arkansas, Utah, Ohio, and Zabo told me that Vermont, if it decides to enact this bill, will face the same intense legal challenges that these other states are dealing with. Proponents of the bill, though, say it does nothing to ban speech. They say it only regulates privacy and design features. Lawmakers say they're modifying the legislation to try to get ahead of some of NetChoice's prospective legal arguments against it. I spoke with Vermont Attorney General Charity Clark. She says she'll be working with lawmakers to fine-tune this bill. And she says if Vermont passes this into law and outfits funded by big tech decide to challenge it in court, then she's prepared to defend it. That's Vermont Public's Pete Hirschfeld. You can read more about this bill online at vermontpublic.org. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Mary.